your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 285 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick, and the Rangers coming off of what was arguably their best, I would say certainly their most satisfying win of the season last night, 4-2 at home against the Washington Capitals. It gives the Rangers their first official winning streak of the season. And one of the reasons why I think it was one of the more satisfying wins, probably the most satisfying win, is this was a tough, physical, chippy, nasty game. And it's funny because in the past, I've always talked about how, you know, I don't really dislike the Capitals on the same level that I dislike teams like the Islanders or the Flyers, you know, all the usual suspects, all the teams that Ranger fans tend not to like. I'm starting to learn to dislike this team. There were a couple of questionable hits from the Capitals last night, a couple of penalties that were bordering on dirty. Uh, Certainly the instance where Brendan Dillon tripped Capo Caco. Uh, He sticks out his leg and basically almost goes knee to knee with Caco. And then the referee gives Caco two minutes in addition to the two minutes to Brendan Dillon. Because apparently Caco embellished this. Yes, he embellished a leg to leg, basically shin bone to shin bone contact. He took a dive there and uh, apparently deserved to get a penalty. He didn't deserve to get a penalty. But another reason why the Rangers won this game was Igor Shesterkin once again being a difference maker. We talked about in the last one against the Penguins, how it was the first time all season where it felt like the Ranger goalie truly, truly made a positive difference, was the difference maker in the game, and was one of the key reasons why the Rangers won that game. And that was definitely true in this game as well. I would say this was Igor Shesterkin's best performance of the season. And I know he let in two goals uh, against the Capitals here as opposed to just one goal in the previous game against the Penguins. But he stops 31 of 33 shots. Had some really tough blocker saves in this game, some kick saves, a couple of really difficult saves on deflections. Those are always impressive to be able to react that fast. He did that a couple of times in this game. Uh, He was up to the task, and once again, one of the biggest reasons why the Rangers won this game. And something else of note is the fact that the Capitals, uh, we, we know they can put the puck in the net. I mean, that's putting it very mildly. But the Capitals' power play was absolutely on fire coming into this game. They were seven for their last 13, and... Not only did they not score, they went 0 for 4 on the power play. I don't recall that many great scoring opportunities. I mean, a couple here and there, but for the most part, I thought the Rangers really kind of held them at bay, and the Ranger penalty kill uh, continues to do a great job, which is important because, as we all know, the Rangers do tend to take too many penalties. But once again, the PK goes 4 for 4 last night and does so against a Capitals power play unit that was absolutely on fire coming into the game. So great job by the PK there. Now 14 for their last 14. And listen, if you're going to take a lot of penalties, you better be a good team on the penalty kill. I think that pretty much goes without saying. Ryan Strom. We got to talk about Ryan Strom. The Panarin-Strom connection seems to be back in full force this season after a little bit of a slow start there. And yes, you know, with, with Strom... There's people that'll point out, well, he's out there with Artemi Panarin. Of course, he's got to put up some numbers. Yes, that's true, but he's also been someone who has taken advantage of an opportunity that's presented itself over these last couple of seasons. And after a very slow start to the season, I mean, not only was Strom not scoring, you barely noticed he was out there. He was a complete ghost. But in his last four games now, Strom has three goals and two assists. So he's starting to kind of get his season going in the right direction here, again, after a very, very slow start. And to just kind of take you through both of Ryan Strom's goals, uh, the first one, Panarin gets the assist. Panarin got the secondary assist on this because Panarin 
Got the puck. He plays it back to Adam Fox. Adam Fox takes a shot from the blue line, and Strom is in front of the net, deflects it. Vidic Vanacek had absolutely no chance to stop this one, and uh, Strom, you know, goes top shelf with the deflection, and the Rangers are off to a one nothing lead. And then later in the game, this was just a beautiful goal. Uh, the Rangers break into the Capitals zone, and basically just a give and go. Strom to Panarin, back to Strom. Strom puts it home. Odd man rush. Rangers capitalize. So that was awesome to see as well. Something else while I'm thinking about it right now that I wanted to bring up. We'll get back to Strom in just a second, but I thought Vanacek for somebody who's very unheralded, somebody who was not even going to be on the Capitals' uh, roster this season if Henrik Lundqvist had not, you know, obviously had his heart issues and had to sit out the season. By the way, we definitely would have seen Henrik Lundqvist last night if he had ended up playing for the Capitals last season. So that would have been an absolutely surreal sight, seeing Henrik Lundqvist go up against the New York Rangers in Madison Square Garden. But Vanacek was really good in this game. And something that I've noticed this season, a trend that I've kind of picked up on, is that it seems like every single goalie the Rangers go up against has their A game that night. Like, can you think of any goalie this season? I can think of one, and it was the second game against the Islanders. Simeon Varlamov was injured during the pregame warmups, and so Ilya Sorokin had to make his first ever NHL start, and he had about 20 minutes notice. Hey, get out there. You're in net. You're playing the Rangers. And the Rangers lit him up, and maybe one or two soft goals on that night. And uh, Tristan Jerry, I thought, maybe had one game where he wasn't... Uh, didn't really have his A game against the Rangers. But beyond that, I feel like we're getting every single opposing goalie when he's got his A game going. Uh, you can look at Mackenzie Blackwood. You can look at Casey DeSmith. Again, another unheralded, basically, backup goalie for the Penguins. And he's been very good in the games that he played against the Rangers for the most part. Linus Olmark absolutely stood on his head for the Buffalo Sabres. And last night, again, Vidic Vanacek. Who's Vidic Vanacek? Well, he played very good for the Capitals last night, and the Rangers had to earn this win. So I'm just kind of looking forward to the first game of the season where we get like a brand name goalie, you know, somebody that we're all familiar with, whether it's Tuka Rask or, you know, Carter Hart. Carter Hart's young, but he's starting to kind of establish himself in the league. We get one of these uh, big name kind of goalies, and they just have an off night. And the Rangers just light them up for five or six goals. They can't stop anything. I mean, sooner or later, this has to happen at some point, right? Where the Rangers go up against a goalie who just doesn't have it that night. I don't think it's really happened yet. And if it has happened, it hasn't happened against, uh, you know, anybody that is one of the top goalies in the league. Sooner or later, law of averages, Rangers will catch a goalie on an off night. But they've had to earn every single goal that they've scored so far this season. There have been very, very few soft goals scored by the Rangers. But getting back to Ryan Strom here, just to kind of bring everything full circle, he easily could have scored four goals in this game. And it was we all remember the last time the Rangers played the Capitals, uh, Mika Zibanejad ended up with five goals, including the overtime game winner. We talked about that, kind of revisited that performance in yesterday's episode. But Strom twice missed a wide-open net. In the first instance, uh, Vanacek was way out of out of the crease. He came over to play the puck up the boards, I guess, and basically turned it over. Strom, I mean, he's at kind of a tough angle. And he's obviously hurrying his shot because he wants to put the puck on the net before Vanacek can get back, but he missed an open net. I mean, it is what it is. He sent it wide of the far post. And then later in the game, when the Caps pulled their goalie and they're looking for the equalizer, trailing 3-2 to at that time, uh, Strom again missed an empty net. You know, Panarin got him the puck and he just missed. And to his credit, uh, Strom at least went back behind the net and was, uh, you know, kind of keeping the puck away from the Capitals. It was funny because in that last minute there, last minute plus, whatever it was, with the Capitals' net empty, uh, Panarin and Strom were behind the Capitals' net at this point and just kind of bleeding the clock. They did a great job there because I, there were five Capitals behind the goal line there trying to get the puck away from them. And it's obviously understandable. They got an empty net. They can't allow the Rangers to take possession there. But what a sight that was, uh, seeing Strom and Panarin basically try to fend off five guys behind the Capitals' net. But yeah, again, great performance by Strom, scoring a couple of goals. That chemistry with him and Panarin, 
that we talked about so much last season. I mean, they scored so many beautiful goals together, and it's great to see them uh, starting to click again this season. And now you just hope that they can get Capo Caco going because he's been out there on the second line with them in each of the last two games. I think Caco has played better than his numbers would indicate. He's been a lot more engaged this year, a lot more physical. He'll go back there. He'll fight for the puck along the boards. We saw that a couple times. And Ryan Strom was very, very complimentary of Capo Caco after this game. He said he was great. Said that his goals probably don't happen without Caco on the ice. But yeah, hopefully it eventually shows up in the scoring department for Caco. He's got a couple of goals this season, but you really want to see him uh, start to take off, especially now that both of his line mates, Panarin and Strom, catching fire at the same time here. Hopefully Caco can kind of join the party uh, as soon as the next game, Monday against the Islanders. Wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. Are we ready for some football? The Super Bowl is right around the corner, and there is only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKED ON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner by going on Twitter and going to at betonline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use promo code locked on for your sign up bonus. Once again, that is promo code locked on in all caps and you will get your sign up bonus. Hashtag bet online. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We're covering everything you need to know about the Rangers, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Rangers, of course, are 1-0 with the Lady Liberty jerseys now this season. Of course, last night was the first time the Rangers had worn the Lady Liberty jerseys in nearly 14 years, just shy of 14 years. I say for these jerseys, I really like them, first of all. I think they really look sharp. I think it's cool to have alternate jerseys on occasion, but I would say use them sparingly. And I don't know if the Rangers have decided uh, exactly how many times they're going to wear them this season or exactly what games they're going to use them for. That might be touch and go. I tried to find a schedule as far as when the Rangers are are set up to wear the Lady Liberty jerseys. I could not find one. But again, use them sparingly because if you wear them every night or every other night, then all of us as fans, we kind of just get used to seeing the Lady Liberty jerseys and it becomes sort of unspecial at that time. 
You know, some people might be hearing this and not care at all about what jerseys the Rangers are wearing, but I do like the Lady Liberties. What's old is new again. I do feel like it's a little bit harder to read the numbers and the names on the jerseys. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I was just kind of getting used to the new jerseys last night. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're sharp jerseys, and I think it's cool to go to them every once in a while. I think we got to give props to all six Ranger defensemen last night as well. I realized that Shesterkin at times was under some fire and had to make some really nice saves to keep the puck from going in. So you might think like, oh, well, maybe there were some defensive lapses. I didn't think that was the case at all. Look, this is the Washington Capitals. They score a lot of goals. They create a lot of scoring chances. It's pretty much what they do. And even after being held to just two goals last night, the Capitals are still six in the NHL in goals per game at 3.55. And that's even after having uh, several key players miss time due to COVID. So uh, the Capitals, you know, they're going to create some chances. And one other thing that I wanted to point out here is that even though the Rangers held them to just two goals, uh, there were two negative trends for the Rangers that kind of reared their ugly heads here a little bit. Uh, The first one was, once again, giving up a goal off of a clean face-off win. Now, on one hand, it's Backstrom and Ovechkin that set this whole thing up. They've been doing this together for, like, what feels like two decades now. Uh, Basically, Backstrom won the face-off back to Ovechkin. The face-off was on the left circle in the Rangers' zone. And Ovechkin moved over, picked up the puck, and just shot it and put it right home. So it was definitely a design play there. And again, it's Backstrom, it's Ovechkin. These things are going to happen from time to time. But I just, it's just tough to see the Rangers continue to lose faceoffs clean, especially in the defensive zone, and have it lead directly to goals. At the time, that cut the Ranger lead to 3-2, to two, and obviously we had some tense minutes down the stretch there. Uh, the other goal that the Capitals scored was late in the second period. And that cut the Ranger lead to just 2-1. to one. And I feel like that's been happening a little too much this season as well. The Rangers just kind of give up goals late in a period with about a minute left, less than a minute, maybe a minute and change, whatever it might be. But it just seems like the Rangers are uh, giving up some goals late in the in periods this, this season. And that's something that you'd like to see change. Look, goals are going to happen whenever they're going to happen. I get it. But I just like to think that your team is going to be at its sharpest late in periods, and just not let this happen. And unfortunately, it has been happening more than you'd like to see. Maybe it's a little bit of a byproduct of being a young team, but you just hope that it's something that the Rangers can clamp down on as the season progresses here. Fortunately, it did not come back to bite them in this game. The Rangers, of course, uh, led all the way throughout this entire game, never gave up the lead once they had it. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off of your first box at BuiltBar.com. Once again, use promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first box at www.BuiltBar.com. Every Friday on Locked On NHL, join Joe DiBiase of Locked On Sabres and Tom Gazzola of Locked On Oilers as they round up the biggest stories of the week in the NHL and get you prepared for the league's busy weekend slate of games. From breaking down the latest blockbuster trade to sizing up the rivalry matchups on Saturday night, Joe and Tom have every angle of the league covered to close your week. Subscribe 
to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. But to continue talking about the Ranger defensemen here, they have really been leaning heavily on the top four. And I'm going to give you the ice time here to sort of illustrate my point. I mean, anybody who watched that game, you probably don't need the ice time to know this. I'm sure it was very noticeable that the top four guys were always out there. But just to give you guys an idea of the discrepancy in ice time here, we'll just go from most ice time to least time. Adam Fox spent the most time on the ice, probably no surprise there. 26 minutes and 27 seconds. He also had 350 on the power play and an additional 442 on the penalty kill. So if there's a power play one way or the other, uh, Adam Fox is going to be out there. and He's going to be out there logging uh, very important minutes and uh, very lengthy shifts for that matter as well. Then you've also got Jacob Truba was second with 24 minutes and 42 seconds of ice time, 210 on the power play, 356 on the penalty kill. You've got Ke'Andre Miller was third, 22 minutes, 35 seconds, and then Ryan Lindgren with 21 minutes and 16 seconds. But Anthony Boteto and Liber Hayek, less than half the time of anybody else. Uh, Boteto was out there for nine minutes and 30 seconds. Liber Hayek out there for nine minutes and 29 seconds. But I thought both these guys in limited time Looked very good. I mean, we got to talk about Potato's goal for a second here. And it's funny because in yesterday's episode, you know, we were talking a little bit about Anthony Potato. He had just made his season debut with the Penguins. We were kind of going through everything that had happened to him throughout his career. Total journeyman, drafted, I think, 10 years ago, and is actually the elder statesman on the Rangers at 30 years old. At 30 years old, Potato was the oldest guy in the Ranger lineup last night. The Rangers have more teenagers in their lineup than 30-plus-year-olds, or at least they did last night. But Potato, uh, solid game. And we got to talk about this goal that he scored here. And in yesterday's episode, I mentioned how Potato, you know, you're not going to get any offense out of him. He's a stay-at-home defense. And I'd like to amend that to you're not going to get a lot of offense out of Anthony Potato because this goal he scored was ridiculous. It was a complete highlight reel goal. It should be on any NHL top 10 list, top 10 plays of the night, whatever it might be. Uh, so basically, he swoops around behind the capital net. He briefly gets knocked off of the puck, but he keeps going, keeps moving forward, picks up the loose puck in the corner, continues to move up the boards. He bounces off of another head. He wasn't hit as hard here, but he got checked a little bit, keeps going. Now he swoops toward the center of the ice and into the high slot area, starts to approach kind of like the right faceoff circle, and then backhands his shot into the net. It was unbelievable. Anthony Potato looking like Artemi Panarin on this play. I, I don't even, I don't know who to compare him to, but it definitely looked like somebody who uh, had not just scored his third goal in his 185th career game. But just a great play here. Kevin Rooney gets the assist on the play. Uh, that gives the Rangers a 2-0 lead about midway through the second period. Uh, a goal that they really needed to have. I mean, this was a tight, tense game all throughout. You had to earn everything you got, and Anthony Potato was just a phenomenal individual effort here to get the Rangers to a 2-0 lead. That was really cool to see. They did a pregame interview with Anthony Potato on MSG. Just seemed like a really cool guy, and you know, somebody that I think as Ranger fans, really even just as hockey fans, you can probably root for because, again, this is somebody who was a six-round draft pick, and a lot of six-round draft picks never even sniffed the NHL. He's had to just work and fight for every opportunity that he's gotten, uh, set career highs and games played with the Jets last season with 51, set career highs in basically every relevant stat, and he's got an opportunity here now uh, to possibly stick in this Ranger lineup if he plays well enough. So, too, does Liber Hayek. And I thought Liber Hayek looked very good in this game as well, playing with a lot of confidence. There was a play early in this game where Hayek had to go into the Ranger zone and pick the puck up along the boards, and he didn't really have a lot of help. He was kind of a man on an island on this play. But he basically took the puck 
toward the Ranger net, trying to get away from the four-checking capital there. And there was another capital who then approached him, you know, trying to get the puck away from him, probably and force a turnover and get a scoring chance. Hayek was all by himself against two capitals, but he really handled himself well in this situation and eventually was able to just kind of move the puck up along the boards and out of the zone. So, you know, again, it's, it's not one of those plays that's going to show up on, on highlight reels and, oh my God, look at this, but it was a really nice play by Liber Hayek there, somebody who looked like he was playing with confidence last night in his season debut and somebody who last season, you know, quite a bit up and down for the Rangers. As we all know, he made the opening night roster, but then unfortunately uh, got injured, never really got his spot back. But both Hayek and Boteto really have an opportunity here because the bottom pairing is very unsettled for the Rangers right now. We know the top four are going to be out there. We know every night it's going to be Adam Fox, Ryan Lingren, Jacob Shruba, and a Apparently now Ke'Andre Miller. Ke'Andre Miller is not coming out of this lineup. Maybe we didn't expect that coming into the season, that he was going to be so firmly entrenched in the top four, but here we are. Ke'Andre Miller's been fantastic. But the bottom two, I mean, look, I, I realize Brennan Smith and Jack Johnson both injured. Neither one was available for this game last night, but if I'm the Rangers and... I'm coming off of this big win against the Capitals where all six defensemen played well. The Rangers held this high-powered, high-scoring Capitals offense to just two goals. I'm sticking with the same six defensemen in the next game, and I'm I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry to Jack Johnson. For Brendan Smith, it, it's a little bit unfortunate because, you know, I think he at times has played well this season, but I got to stick with the same six that just played so well in this game. Uh, Liber Hayek, a bigger part of the Ranger future than certainly Jack Johnson, certainly Brennan Smith, and certainly, really, Anthony Boteto as well. I mean, Boteto is kind of the veteran stopgap that's there right now. But both these guys have an opportunity. If they continue to play well, if the Rangers continue to win, might be tough to take them out of the lineup because I think both have looked very good. Uh, Boteto was playing his second game. He looked good against the Penguins as well. Played very physical, racked up four hits in that game. So... For my money, yeah, give me the same six starting defensemen in the next game, regardless of whether Brennan Smith and or Jack Johnson are healthy enough to play. I'd, li I'd like to see Potato and Hayek back out there, see what they can do for an encore. Also, a big shout-out to Jacob Truba as well, coming up with nine blocked shots last night. Let's talk a little bit about how this game ended as well and all the extracurriculars that happened after the final buzzer here. So there's about 35 seconds or so to go. Uh, the Capitals play the puck into the Ranger zone. Keandre Miller tracks it down. And great play by Miller here to get the puck out of the zone because he had somebody just breathing down his neck and he shoots the puck high up off the glass and out of the Ranger zone. And you got to be careful here because if you put a little too much sauce on it, it can go over the over the boards and you can find yourself shorthanded, and it's basically a six-on-four situation against obviously a very dangerous team for the last, I don't know, 33 seconds or so, whatever it would have been. But Keandre Miller with a great play, using the glass to get the puck out of the zone. Artemi Panarin collects it in the neutral zone. He gets it to Mika Zibanejad, and it's basically a two-on-one. And as soon as Mika Zibanejad completed his pass to Pavel Buchnevich, it was game over because Pavel Buchnevich had a wide-open uh, path to the net, and he didn't even really shoot the puck. He just kind of let it slide right in there. So that was cool. Four-to-two. Just 26 seconds to go in the game, so pretty much you can you can wrap it up there. Rangers are going to get the win. But then there's an incident at the end of this game where Brandon Lemieux is skating in front of the Capitals' net. And I got to be honest, when I saw this live, I'm thinking like, oh, Lemieux, what are you doing? Like, I know this is what he does. He's kind of a lightning rod out there. He likes to stir it up a little bit. He likes to get inside the heads of his opponents. But I thought he was just kind of... Uh, you know, initiating something for no reason there. But then when you see the replay, you realize Vanacek was actually the aggressor here. Vanacek kind of threw his arm out toward Lemieux as Lemieux was skating by him. And I mean, I guess you could say, why is Lemieux going in front of the Capitals net? There's barely any time left. This game's over. You know what? We're still playing hockey here. This is still Rangers Capitals. This has still been a chippy, nasty game all the way through. Brandon Lemieux has every right to skate in front of the Capitals goalie if that's what he feels like doing. And that's what he did. For whatever reason, Vanacek felt it necessary. I mean, maybe he was just 
trying to protect himself, but he felt it necessary to throw a forearm toward Brandon Lemieux, and then the time runs out, and everybody on the Capitals decides it's time to, to go after Brandon Lemieux and try to attack him, and that's pretty much what happened, and Kevin Rooney actually ends up getting into a fight with Brendan Dillon, but yeah, guess what, guys? This is only game one of eight that we're going to play against this team. We got seven more matchups against this Washington Capitals team, and like I said, there's been, over the last couple of years, I think a newfound chippiness, a newfound nastiness in this rivalry, and I know that sounds crazy because, you know, they've played each other so many times in the playoffs, and it seems like every time the Rangers and Capitals meet in the playoffs, it ends up going seven games, but despite all that, and listen, you're always going to get some chippiness in the playoffs. That goes without saying, and uh, we've seen it between the Rangers and Capitals, but I think for the most part, these teams haven't really been this nasty with each other as they have been over these last couple of seasons here. And obviously, you know, players come and go. Uh, the entire makeup of the team can change. The Rangers have new players on their team. The Capitals have some new guys on their team. So that dynamic can always shift based on who's on the roster for each team. But buckle up, man. I mean, this this could get really crazy. And it's, it's funny because this is one of the first few times this season where the Rangers aren't playing the same opponent twice in a row. It's going to be a while until they play the Capitals again. In fact, the Rangers will not play the Capitals again until Saturday, February 20th, and that will be at Washington. In fact, the Rangers will be spending their entire weekend in D.C. They'll have a back-to-back -back against the Capitals. They play them on that Saturday and also that Sunday. So that's going to be very, very interesting. Uh, we'll see if any of this chippiness carries over into that game. Uh, but that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, a great Ranger win. Uh, feels good to be back on the winning track here. The Rangers are 3-0-1 in their last four games. And when you consider all the issues that this team has had so far this season and the fact that their record is now 4-4-2, four, four, and two, it could be much, much worse. Uh, for a while there, it was looking like, man, like is this season going to get away from us in, in the first month here? And that could happen in a 56-game regular season. The season can get away from you really, really quick. But the Rangers, like I said, 3-0-1 in their last four games. That's seven points out of a possible eight. And the way the season was going, again, all the drama with Tony D'Angelo, uh, some of the Rangers stars underperforming, the team blowing leads in the third period several times, uh, the four-game losing streak. If I would have told you when the Rangers were losing four in a row that they would then go 3-0-1 in their next four games, first of all, I'm not so sure you would have believed me the way things looked at that time. But secondly, uh, I think any of us would have signed up for that in two seconds, a 3-0-1 stretch in four games, and again, seven points out of a possible eight. So it's great to see the Rangers turn their season around here. I think all of us are feeling a heck of a lot better going forward. And for next week, just wanted to let you guys know we're going to be recording a crossover episode with Mr. Gil Martin of Locked On Islanders. Uh, Gil does a fantastic job with his show. It's always fun talking a little bit of hockey, a little bit of uh, Rangers-Islanders rivalry with Gil Martin. And we're going to be recording that actually on Super Bowl Sunday before the big game. So you'll have that to look forward to. That'll be Monday's episode, and pretty much we'll just take it from there. Hopefully on Tuesday, we're talking about another Ranger win over a struggling Islander team. But we'll just have to wait and see. And if you want to do a quick standings check here, the Rangers have now jumped up into sixth place. They are tied with the Buffalo Sabres for sixth place. The Islanders have fallen all the way to last place. They have just eight points in nine games. Uh, the Rangers and Sabres have each played 10 games. They have 10 points. The Devils are just in front of both of those teams. The Devils also have 10 points, but they've only played nine games, so I suppose the Devils are ahead of both the Rangers and the Sabres. But in fourth place, and I think a lot of us are going to be keeping an eye on whoever's in fourth place. Hopefully it's the Rangers before too long. But in fourth place, you got the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Penguins have 11 points in 10 games, and again, the Rangers with 10 points in 10 games. So despite everything that's happened here, the Rangers are exactly one point out of the playoffs. It's crazy, and it just feels so good that the Rangers have turned things around here. Again, the season can get away from you very fast in a 56-game campaign. The Rangers have responded here. They've played very well over these last few games, and hey, season on. The chase for the playoffs is on, and 
it's going to be a lot of fun to watch down the stretch. Hopefully the Rangers can just keep it going. If I'm David Quinn, I'm giving the Rangers the day off today. I'm not sure if that's going to be the case or not, but you've kind of lucked into this little bit of a break here where you've got three straight games off. And again, the Rangers have played better recently, but it's been something of a tumultuous start to the season. And I just think everybody could probably use a little bit of a mental break. And then you've got two days before your next game anyway. So you can get all the work in that you need to get in. And uh, I don't know, to me, it just makes sense to give the Rangers an off day today. Either way, that's going to do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.